Aquarius Rising, Astrology Radio with Chrissy Blaze. Aquarius Rising is a place where we reflect on why we're here and on the mystery and infinity of the cosmos. We're amazed by Mother Earth, by the galaxies and solar systems, and the influence of the planets in our lives. Astrologer and author Chrissy Blaze will give an overview of what's happening now and will reveal how you can use the magical powers of the planets to unlock your limitless potential. Find out more by visiting astrologycity.com. Hello, everybody, and thank you for listening to Aquarius Rising Astrology Radio on this, the first week of another fateful year, 2021. Day each month. The next show will be on February the 2nd at 12 midday Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. British time, and the rest you can work out. Today I'm going to talk uh, about the year ahead, 2021, and some of the highlights of the year. I'm going to talk a little about the presidential inauguration period, the horoscope for that, and the all important Pluto return for the USA and what that means, uh, what that means, and what that means for us. Then, since we're currently in the sign of Capricorn, which has been such a significant sign for many years now, I will discuss this sign and what you're going through and what you can expect. Each month, I'm going to discuss um, a sign relevant to that month. Next month will be Aquarius. So, the year ahead, what can we expect in 2021? Well, last year, as we know, and I don't need to tell you, was a really difficult one for many people one of great limitation and discipline imposed upon us from the outside for many people. On the other hand, it was a positive time of building. Uh, And this is a kind of a building up of the inner self for some people who found this time, some people were working at home, home in astrology is connected to the inner self. And for many people, it was a time of um, sort of finding out what they really want in life and being honest about their lives and all the things in their lives. And um, so it was a positive time for many people. This year will be very different. The energies of the year are already different. It's a time of change. Well, we're glad of that. Um, And if you listen to my December show, which is in the archive here, um, I urge you to, if you didn't, on December the 21st, and I'll quickly go over it again, but on December the 21st, the winter solstice, we changed from one 200-year astrological era to another, which began on this day, December the 21st. Um, this was a day, of, many of you will know, of the coming together of Jupiter and Saturn, these two giant planets in our solar system. And this coming together is known in astrology as the Great Conjunction, and it was at zero degrees right at the start of the sign of Aquarius. It was so rare astrologically, also rare astronomically too, but it was so rare astrologically that the last time these two planets met right at the beginning of Aquarius was in 1405. And that was, interestingly, the time of the great renaissance in Europe. And we are now, I believe, entering another great renaissance on earth. So it's an exciting time. This will come, like any new eras, and this is a new era of 
almost another 200 years, like any new eras, it will come in slowly. And there will be difficulties, obviously, uh, especially at the beginning. And many will feel a sort of uncertainty as we are moving from one age which has ended to a new one which hasn't really yet begun. All I can say is I urge people to go with the flow of change that is happening not only in the world, but in their own lives, if it's a positive flow, that is. The planets are advanced living intelligences, and they, jo they join together to create this kind of cosmic symphony of energies which assist all life in this solar system in its evolution. This is what they're doing. Of course, we can't always handle the energies, and, and so sometimes it creates tremendous difficulties for us. But if we go, start to go with the flow of the energies, um, then it will lead us in the right direction. So we're moving from a rather a, a materialistic, a practical era uh, when these two planets, Jupiter and Saturn, were joined in the Earth signs. Uh, nothing wrong with the Earth signs, of course, but they tend to be more um, practical, more material, and this era sort of began around the time of the Industrial Revolution, and it ended last year with kind of excessive materialism. I'm sure you'll agree we, had, we have more billionaires ever on this planet, and yet still millions of people go hungry, which to me, it doesn't even make sense. So things, hopefully, we are evolving as a race, as a human family, and um, we're coming together now in the air signs, which are actually no better than the earth signs, but just very different. And we're going to be seeking, as a race, uh, certainly a, uh, a portion of people, not everybody, but more Aquarian values of humanitarianism, a new spirituality, breaking free of old ways of thinking and being. And this can apply to us in our personal lives. If, if there's anything that's been holding us back, uh, grudges against people, lack of confidence within ourselves, or whatever it is, now is the time to kind of release it, clean slate as we enter this new era. And another, part, another aspect of the Aquarian energies is working together with other people in groups. This is really is, is not the age of the individual so much as this. Uh, working with others for the good of humanity and the earth on which we live. And also, we've seen great technological and scientific advancements, sometimes not always used in the right way, but the, the idea of this age is that they will be used for always for the good of mankind. But of course, um, this is up to us. So the energies of Jupiter and Saturn continue to assist us in 2021. Now the Saturnian energies are urging us to work hard in a wise sort of Saturnian way, which is very focused and disciplined. Um, and then if we do that, whatever our goal is, and hopefully it's a positive goal, um, then the Jupiterian energies will sort of work for us on our behalf. And these can bring to us um, opportunities. Jupiter brings opportunities, abundance, 
good fortune, joy, um, virtual miracles upon earth. So the two working together is a very interesting combination here. But, you know, like any transition, nobody, none of us really likes change, let's face it. Although so many people have said, and I'm sure you've heard them, that it feels like life will never be the same, which is interesting because they're tuning into something. In fact, it won't. And so we need to be a little bit courageous in our approach, but also having faith that we're moving in the right direction. And this is the purpose for me behind these radio shows, is, is letting people know, of course, astrology doesn't rule us. Uh, it inc- astrology inclines, but it does not compel. So one thing now, as we're in January 2021, there's some difficult aspects right now. And once the intense energy of this uh, conjunction that I talked about of Jupiter and Saturn uh, is being, is uh, the energy is kind of curtailed in a way in a certain aspect and that there's a difficult aspect being made to this conjunction by the planet Uranus, which is the planet that rules the sign of Aquarius. And it's a difficult aspect called a square in astrology. And this starts to build up. We're start, probably starting to feel it already because uh, they build up slowly, these, these alignments. But it will build up especially on the 14th of January, which is uh, in a week's time or something like that, and is intensified by Mars coming into the mix. And that's kind of really making it uh, more powerful. And Mars is coming into the mix from January the 18th to the 23rd, bringing quite an explosive combination, which peaks, unfortunately, (laughs) on the day of the U.S. presidential inauguration on January the 20th, potentially bringing uh, violence, riots, uh, possible environmental uh, accidents or natural disasters. This, is, this combination of planets is very powerful. And if we, if we humanity, doesn't know how to handle it, uh, then it can create these things. Best advice I give to people for this kind of aspect is um, stay home, um, if you can, or just try and be very peaceful yourself. Do spiritual practices. Uh, send prayers out for the harmony and healing of the world and this type of thing. There are lots of important days astrologically in 2021, but I, I can't go into them all. I will go into them each month, different ones, but I want to just focus on One, which I'll talk more about next month, which is really probably astrologically the most important day of the year, and it's on February the 11th, 2021. And it's yet another Aquarian overlay of energies. Now, in the early 60s, we came into the age of Aquarius, which is 2,160 years long. And then on the winter solstice last year, we had like an overlay. It's like we entered another portal of these Aquarian energies. And on February the 11th, it's like we're coming out the other side of the door. So there's lots of um, focus and concentration on these energies. And the reason is that this is another Aquarian infusion is that on February the 11th, there's a new moon in Aquarius and, a, and it's part of a six-planet lineup all together 
in Aquarius, and this is known in astrology as a stellium. It's when all the planets are lined up very, very closely together in one sign. Uh, well, not necessarily in one sign, but in this case, in one sign. And here you have Sun, the new moon, uh, Mercury, which happens to be retrograde, Jupiter, sorry, Venus and Jupiter, which are very, very close together, and also Saturn. It brings tremendous power and intensity and a kind of ramping up even more of everything Aquarian. And it's another launching point, if you like, as was the winter solstice time, for global change, which will affect all of us. And again, the best advice during this is if you can spend some time on that very important day uh, in contemplation, in kind of making a determination to attune to these wonderful Aquarian energies of humanitarianism, of, of justice, of, of um, coming together for the good of the whole, and join in prayers for peace and harmony it would be great. In fact, I, I recommend one website, which an online services are held very, very regularly by dozens of countries, People join in from dozens of countries around the world. And um, this is called www.12blessings.org, which is 12blessings.org. So just check it out and see, um, see what you think. But I do sometimes run services there and sometimes join in services there. And it's very inspiring. And I think an ideal thing to do in this, on this Aquarian day is to do this very Aquarian thing, and that is joining together with people around the world with different beliefs, different religions, none at all perhaps, who just want to help and send out their love, their energy to help and heal the world. So this new era, it's kind of, so powerful that it's going to be irresistible. So best not to try and fight the changes that are coming. Now, as I said before, astrology inclines, but it doesn't compel. We always have free will. But sometimes it's wise to, well, I think always it's wise actually to embrace the changes, to make by making positive changes within ourselves, uh, by tuning into our higher selves. Um, as I say, letting go of the past and bringing through doing this by realizing more fully our humanity and wondering what can I do to help because we all can do an enormous amount to help this great change by bringing a warmth, a feeling to this age of science, by bringing love into this age of science. So this, as I say, the change won't be easy and it will require a certain courage coming into the unknown, a certain determination not to get thrown off course by really uh, petty things that sometimes happens to us, and also an equal dose of strength and compassion. But if we focus on realizing our, our, our real um, potential, our divine potential, as well as wanting to help others, serve the world, it will be absolutely fantastic for us. Now, I'm just going to talk a little about the inauguration horoscope. If I'm just going to have a sip of water here. Just as, see, when we do a birth chart of an event, it enables us to be um, 
sort of taken a detached approach, not having any personal opinions about it, but just uh, see it as it really is. And just as the, the USA inaugurates a new president on January the 20th, which historically, looking back over history charts, inauguration charts, have always been a peaceful transfer of power. That's, that's what's always been the case. But on this day, there is this explosive mix of energies I talked about with the planet of a change, Uranus, making a square aspect to Jupiter-Saturn on January the 20th to the 23rd. As I said before, it's a difficult mix of energies because Uranus wants change, and Taurus, the sign that Uranus is currently in, does not. So it's like we've got our heels in the floor, dug in the floor. It's about shaking the unshakable. And we can expect to see, unfortunately, not only sudden changes, but intense struggles play out on the world stage, especially at this time in February and a couple of times more in the year, which I'll talk about you know, each month. Also, the chart for this day, very interestingly, has the powerful planet Pluto, very small but very powerful, is right at the top of the chart. It's called the Midheaven in astrology. And this is the public point, if you like. We all have a Midheaven in our charts, and it's where it's our career point, it's where, what, how the world sees us, it's how, how we, you know, our connection to the world at large. And it's right on this Midheaven of the U.S., inauguration chart and because Pluto is very very slow moving hundreds of years to go around the chart about 284 I think it is it's the first time probably that this has ever happened in US history and Pluto indicates at its highest transformation but what it will do and any of you who's had a Pluto very difficult Pluto aspect hitting their sun or anything like that will understand what I mean. It sort of takes you down to almost nothing and then gradually builds you up again. So looking at the country, the inauguration chart, it's indicating transformation on the one hand, but at the worst, it's very controlling and very manipulative. But on the long term, Pluto does bring hope. It brings optimism in because it's it's so powerful that it will change things so that eventually they will be exactly as they should be. But, you know, it's, it's as I say, very slow moving. Again, it's another day where anything could happen. And um, I urge you to, <laughs> again, stay indoors if you can. Um, okay, and talk very, very briefly, I'm going to talk about the what's called the Pluto return. And that all that means is that all the planets move at different speeds. And some of you might really know a lot about astrology, so forgive me if you do. I don't want to talk down to anyone. But all the planets move at different speeds, like Mercury zips around your chart, the Moon zips around your chart, and then uh, Venus and Mars, and then we get the slower planets, Jupiter, and slower still. <clears throat> Jupiter takes about a year to go round to it, the point it was, uh, when you were born, for example, Saturn takes about two and a half years, uh, and so on. Uranus takes about seven years, uh, and Neptune is slower, and then Pluto is much, much slower than that. I said 284. It's actually 248 years 
to make its full revolution around your birth chart. So when you're born, it's in a certain position. And unless you're going to live to be very, very old, like over 248 years, and you never know in this new era it could happen, then it's going to, um, it's going to uh, you know, you're not going to have it move to its uh, position when you were born. It's so slow. So a country also has a birth chart, and the U.S. too has a birth chart. But it's a fairly new country, as we know. And so this, when Pluto is making its return in the United States, which it is in 2022, it's such a monumental event because it's never happened before in the history of the U.S. No human has ever experienced a Pluto return in their lifetime. So we know it's going to be a very, very important time. Again, like the Pluto on the mid-heaven that I talked about, the Pluto return is trying to make us to change, to become the new world that we always were meant to be according to the Constitution and, and so on. And uh, there's a whole other mystical side to it, which is very, very fascinating. But I won't go into that. But it has to do with, unfortunately, often chaos and crises um, that are designed because we can't really handle the energies yet, they're designed to nudge us towards evolutionary change. A country that is aware of its problems, and perhaps by 2022 we will be, and is making an effort to change them, then can experience a Pluto return as a sort of more of a rebirth. So it just depends on the people in the country as to how this time unfolds. I'm hopeful that there will be a critical mass of people exploring more fully their humanity and demanding uh, certain things for the good of the whole. I'm hoping that. So it's not a time to try and avoid change in the next few years by clinging on to the status quo because that is going to be changing. Pluto also rules secrets, um, going back to the inauguration chart with the Pluto on the mid-heaven. Um, and this, I got the sense from this chart that surprising, explosive, and up until now confidential information will be revealed by the U.S. I hope this is the truth, that aliens are real and living among us, will finally be revealed by the government, has been revealed in parts throughout 2020. And if you're interested in this, I advise you to go to a colleague of mine, Richard Lawrence, who is my co-host on A Serious Radio Live and is regarded in England where he lives, UFO guru. Go to his website, richardlawrence.co.uk and find out all the latest information about the tremendous revelations that have been made in 2020 about UFOs. The year started in January the 20th, actually, by uh, Britain's first astronaut, Helen Sharman, declaring that sh she believes that aliens are real and that they are possibly living among us. And since that time, well, these sorts of revelations have been coming through. So the last part of the jigsaw, actually, would be the government itself um, admitting that's true. And in fact, many presidents have indicated that they have the information, they possibly believe in the information, and so forth. 
So this is something I'm hoping is is the case. But it could be anything, and it could be secrets you don't want to know about, and all sorts of things. So this um, Pluto return is exact on February the 21st, 2022, but its effects will begin to be felt as early as now, January this year. These things take time to come into its high intensity. Um, So what we'll start to see is structures and systems that are kind of rotten to the core begin to come down. Um, And forget Band-Aid solutions. This is not the time for Band-Aid solutions. Um, Foundational problems will be identified so that we can come up with really foundational solutions, if that makes sense. Uh, It's a time to sort of face all the things, the ugly things that have been swept under the rug for so many centuries, probably, and a time to embrace change. Now, what else is happening? Because all the planets are moving around uh, these times. What else is happening during the United States Pluto return? Well, two things stood out to me. One, the first is Uranus, the planet of change, is in the immovable sign or the fixed sign of Taurus during the entirety of this Pluto return. And Taurus relates to finances, material resources, stability, our value systems. Uranus in this sign is trying to revolutionize things, disrupt things, and, but in a good way because it's trying to make things better. And anyone who is a Taurus, um, Taurus sun sign, will probably have felt or has the moon in Taurus or perhaps Taurus rising, will have felt uh, this already. And I think the next four years will bring significant changes to the finances of the country, and there will be constant discussion about this and how this will be handled going forwards. Second, this Pluto return takes place after um, the Saturn and Jupiter Great Conjunction on December the 21st last year, and this is very significant. Um, This planetary meeting lays the foundation for significant Aquarian energy over the next two decades. So there's a new chapter unfolding, and there's a chance to be the change, be a part of this change that we want to see and build new ways of being individually and together. Now, I'm going to end now, as I'm sort of running out of time, uh, a little, but I'm just going to talk a little bit about the sign of Capricorn, as I promised I would. Now, anyone who's a sun Capricorn or has the moon in Capricorn or Capricorn rising or who knows a Capricorn who's close to them, a friend, a family member, um, you'd be interested in this. So you probably know already that they have been going through quite a lot over the last, whew, since 2008. It almost feels to you that some external force has shaped your life and your destiny, influenced a lot by these global changes that I've mentioned. And it, feels, it may feel like you've been rearranged from the inside out. Because, but actually, on the positive side, well, it hasn't been easy, probably, but on the positive side, it's been like an evolutionary journey of your soul. It really has. So look at it like that. Um, I suggest you review these years of your life and see if the changes were things just happening to you, like perhaps 
losing a job or losing a relationship, all these things are really difficult for us. Or um, were you able also during these times to make inner changes? You can see by reflecting on the last few years how you responded to change. And when you understand this, I think we are in a better position to, to start taking control of things in our lives that come our way. And this, because this is where, when Capricorn's in control, this is where, when he or she feels the most comfortable. Um, now, Pluto has been moving slowly through your birth sign. So slow, it probably felt like this would never end. It's gradually changed uh, your idea of yourself, how you feel, how you think, who you think you are, and even probably your appearance and your health. Pluto can push us to the edge, including to the edge of our fears. And this is where you may feel you're living at the moment. Um, it can feel like a destructive process. But as I said, it's taking us down to where we really are, honest and true, not how others want us to be or how we think we are, but how we really are. And it can present crisis after crisis. And the good thing is that you're coming to the end of this cycle. Um, but it also can present us with opportunities in the form of lessons. You still have about two years of Pluto in your birth sign, which is enough time. And also right at the end of a long phase like this is the time which can be really a positive part of it. Uh, you've gone through the crises and now, the next two years, it's a very important time to work on yourself, to let go, healing and strengthening yourself spiritually. So good luck with that, because it really is a fantastic sign. Whatever you set out your mind to do, um, you can reach it. Slowly but surely, Capricorns have a tremendous determination, a tremendous strength. Um, and I'm going to read now to end this, a radio show, a little extract from my books called Superstar Signs, published by Dodona Books in two, 20, uh, sorry, I think it was 2008. And if you like the sound of this short excerpt, you might be interested in getting a copy of the book to share with your friends and family. It's that sort of book, uh, 12 sun signs. Um, I give examples, six examples of each sun sign. I give the karmic lessons for the sun signs. Um, so, I'm going to read now a very short extract. See if you recognize yourself or your friends or family who are Capricorn. At first, you may not even notice Capricorn amidst all the charming, flashier types. Then gradually, you will become aware of the good-looking, cool, elegant guy or woman with serious, steady eyes in the dark designer clothes. She might not be saying much, if anything at all, but something draws you to her. She is mysterious and slightly aloof in a pleasant kind of way, for the men rather like James Bond on a mission. By the end of the evening, when the flashier ones have run out of steam, gradually you will find that all eyes are on Mr. Capricorn in the corner. Suddenly, with very few words and little movement, he will be centre stage. While everyone else has used up their energy, Capricorn has conserved his and is just as energetic as when he appeared four hours earlier. Suddenly, this quiet man 
is the most fascinating person in the room. What is it about Capricorn that they always seem to win? And they know it. If you have Capricorn sun, moon, or rising, or your partner, daughter, or friend does, see if you recognize this. I'm an Aries, and I always know best. Just kidding, right? One of my first editors was a Capricorn, and I remember feeling really pleased that she was such an easygoing, pleasant, and even timid sort of personality. I knew that she would love my book, and apart from expected edits, would keep everything as I wanted. The book was returned to me unrecognizable. It was full of edits and precise instructions that I was supposed to follow to the letter. At first, I argued with Miss Capricorn. Then I reasoned with her. And then finally, I slammed down the telephone and sulked for several weeks. She had torn my book to pieces. What was she trying to do with my masterpiece? During my self-imposed sulking period, I realized I had no choice but to telephone Miss Capricorn again. She was so gracious, delighted to hear from me, and was just as pleasant, respectful as ever. However, she hadn't budged an inch. What did I do? I had no choice but to obey. A horrible plight for wayward Aries. I swallowed my ego and followed every single instruction. The miraculous thing was, that when I had finished, my book was far superior to my original version. Yes, I had to admit, Miss Capricorn was correct, and she won. She didn't have to argue her point or lose her cool. She just knew it. There is a quiet confidence about Capricorn. This unshakable confidence is built up over years of hard work and effort, intelligent application and discipline, and they know their work is the best. <laughs> what do you think, Capricorns out there? Thank you so much for listening, and please do tune, tune into the next show, February the 2nd. And blessings to you all at this time of change. Happy New Year. Over to our producer, Penny. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed the show. Join us on the first Tuesday each month at 12 midday Eastern Time. In the meantime, visit astrologycity.com and complete the contact form to receive Chrissy's bi-monthly astrology newsletter, Cosmic Cafe. Thank you for listening to Aquarius Rising Astrology Radio with Chrissy Blaze. And may the stars shine brightly on you all. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.